Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. My name is Andy Last. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is the podcast where we listen to cool music and talk to cool people who make the cool music. And uh, on the show today is Haley Stewart. Haley Stewart provides vocals for many awesome synthwave artists, and she was also part of Dead Astronauts. And you've heard her voice on tracks by Ghost and Arcade High and Perturbator and all sorts of awesome people. Anyway, so that was a fun one. She also lives in my city, so uh, we did an in-person interview, which are always fun to do, because I'm always doing this show on Skype. And uh, after I edited the interview with Haley, it had turned out we had talked for almost like two hours, so... We're not going to do Keeping It 80s this week. I don't feel like doing a three-hour show, and we'll do a Keeping It 80s next week. But for right now, we're going to listen to some music. So here's a track by Sunset Neon, and this is Got You. Cause 
was Got You by Sunset Neon. And that's a cool track. I think I played a Sunset Neon track a few weeks ago. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, I dig it. Let's, um, let's go to the mail sack. E faithful listeners writing to the show, hoping that your note gets picked from my All right, this is just a quick mail sack today. This is a message from Bit Apart on Twitter. He says, if you could travel back in time and meet past Andy, what advice would you give him for the future? And then in brackets, not money related. What advice would I give past Andy? Well... If I could go back and talk to 12 and 13 year old me, I would tell myself to cut my hair because I had long bangs and looked foolish. So that's number one. Let's see, number two would be maybe take better care of some of my old video game systems because I could sell them now uh, for more money. Although. No, that's not even... I did take pretty good care of my video game systems. Uh, I will say that I stored some of them on shelves where some of the boxes ended up getting stuck. So that was a little annoying. But for the most part, I always keep the boxes. And I usually transport my systems in their boxes. So if I'm going to, you know, visit family or something and I bring my PlayStation, like, I still have the original box that it comes in and all the, you know, the padding or whatever in there to, uh, to transport it safely. So maybe that's not good advice. Um, now it can't be money related. Does that mean I can't go back in time and tell myself lottery numbers? <laughs> Is that not considered advice? Let's see. I don't know what kind of advice I would give myself that is appropriate to say. <laughs> right? Cause I could, I could, give myself advice about how to speak to women properly and not come across as being so goofy um that that's possible because i'm a, a bit of a goof and i've always been a goof i'm sort of aging into it gracefully now but there was a point where i was just a goof i'm a goofy guy what can i say but then you know these questions always raise that weird hypothetical of do you want to change your past so much that you do not become who you are you know does that make sense and if the advice I gave past Andy is too good, then maybe he wouldn't grow up to uh, host a synthwave show. The, the best synthwave chat show there is. Millions of downloads every week. Uh, so, you know, whatever path I took to get here uh, must have been the right one. 
And that, my friend, is a cop-out. All right, let's listen to another track. This is Michael Oakley with a track, Here Comes the Night.
And that was Here Comes the Night by Michael Oakley. Do you know what I mean? I want to remind you guys that uh, Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com. Uh, if you're looking for a person to jam with, a person to be in your band, uh, check out DownToJam.com. It's a social networking site for musicians. So you go on there and you're like, hey man, I'm looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in my band. I'll go to DownToJam.com and then jam. That's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. Also, don't forget to check out Piccolo Joe. Uh, Piccolo Joe, they make shirts for you with fun designs. Uh, And there's some funny images on there, and they are retro-inspired from movies and uh, 80s and 90s culture, and they are unique Designs, so you're not going to see any of these uh, anywhere else, and some of them are pretty funny. I think I'm torn between my two favorites. There's um, Bill Paxton's floating head holding a Game Boy that says Game Over on it, and then there's also one called Pinata Bishop, which is Lance Henriksen as Bishop ripped in half, but there's like <laughs> candy coming out of <laughs> just the look on his face. I don't know why that shirt makes me laugh so much, but uh, I like those both. They're both really awesome shirts. And uh, there's a whole bunch more there that's fun, and you should check it out at piccolojo.com. And Beyond Synth is also sponsored today by Gregorio Franco, and we're going to listen to a Gregorio Franco track. Yes, he is a uh, musician. He makes uh, some dark wave stuff. I've chosen a particular track on his album to listen to, which you can check out at gregoriofranco.bandcamp.com. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-I-O-F-R-A-N-C-O. Gregorio Franco at bandcamp.com. He's got an album there called The Dark Beyond... He's got several albums, actually. Uh, There's War Machine and 20XX. I'm just looking at his Bandcamp page now. Chrome Thunder, Sadistic Intent. Oh, he's got a lot of music. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, so he's uh, sponsored this episode as well. So go check out gregoriofranco.bandcamp.com. This was a track that I dug from his new album, The Dark Beyond. Uh, This is a track called Time Rift.
And that was Time Rift by Gregorio Franco. Go check out gregoriofranco.bandcamp.com for a good time. All right, guys, let's uh, go to the Patreon. you know the drill Beyond Synth has a Patreon if you want to support the show that's really awesome that you do and if you do then I will thank you right now in the Patreon section and uh, every little bit helps and uh, we've got goals we're trying to reach makes this show even bigger and better and I can only do it with your help I need to copy the the things they used to say on public broadcasting stations you know where they would do the pledge drives i need to watch some old pledge drives so i can steal their their wording but anyways the point is this thanks for everyone who donates to beyond synth it means a lot to me and here we go here's our five dollar pattersons all right we got kai joe and lando speaking of which i was on joe's podcast the ozone late night podcast again, which you can check out at ozone.libson.com or you can check out uh, his Twitter at Ozone Nightmare O-Z-O-N-E-N-I G-H-T-M-A-R-E Anyways, I was um, on his show and it was fun. I think we did two parts. I usually do a show like once every year and a half. And when we do, we end up talking for like four hours and he has to break it up. And it's interesting. I mean, if you like hearing me talk, I talk about some stuff on that show I don't usually talk about on Beyond Synth. Like politics and stuff because i don't usually talk about that on this show but it's probably not surprising to anyone that i am a proud member of the alt alt right so we're like the super racists yeah i'm pretty proud about that (laughs) just kidding uh anyways okay let's keep going here so uh, i want to keep thanking people man there's roman there's Bobby B. There's John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Lingo, Nougat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Raw Pud, Grant Bouvier, Barons of Santa Carla, Seattle Synth, Starlight Fisher, Olivia Mutant John, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, Orlando Rodriguez, Neef, Marco Cranendunk, Martin Larby, Till Wild, Ethan Hennings. And now we're going to go to the donation of the beast. This is.
You know the drill, guys. The donation of the beast is all the listeners who donate six sixty six, and we got a new one this week. We got Josh Conklin, and in brackets, rings. Ah, because rings, I get it. Go check out rings music. Yeah, rings is a music. Be- be- wow. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Conklin, for your support of Beyond Synth. And most importantly, as a new member of the Donation of the Beast, Josh Conklin. In brackets, rings. Rings. And then there's Hellroy, Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Unholy Rat King, Straylight, and another new... Donation of the Beast from Lonnie Taylor. Welcome to the Dark Rings of Hell. Lonnie Taylor. Th- what am I doing? Thanks, man. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, I appreciate it. You're a cool guy, Lonnie Taylor. And uh, also another member of the Donation of the Beast. Lonnie Taylor. Lonnie. Lonnie. All right. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Max Hutchings keeping evil at bay, 667. And then there's my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Jake Last. Go check out his uh, graphic design. He does graphic design. He's done some designs for me, and uh, he's been doing designs for lots of people. Check out his site, man. Do it. There's Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Victor Garza, Ezra Van Dam, Winfield, Willow, Polly Digital, Joshua Everson, fucking slunks. Tonight! Slunks. And then there's Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Tim Walmsley, Mike Shima, Shabugan, Face Hugger, Playmaker Media. Go check out Playmaker Media on Bandcamp. Do it up. And then there's a new $10 Patterson from. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Mirat Ogut Mir Okay buddy I apologize I really appreciate your support You're gonna have to tell me How to pronounce your name M-U-R-A-T Is the first name So Mirat Mirat Murat Murat (laughs) Alright so that's Number one Number two The last name O-G-U-T and every letter in that name has a symbol above it. So the O has like three dots above it. The G seems to have a straight line. The font is really small here and the U has two dots. So what does that mean? O-G-U-T Murit O-G-U-T Murit O-G-U-T O-G-U-T I don't know. Thanks for your support, buddy. Let me know how to say your name. Send me an audio clip of you saying your name so that I can say it correctly. Or else I'm just going to call you Murate Ogute, which you probably wouldn't appreciate. And then with the 1111, it's Chris Lyle. 
Thanks, Chris Elia Lane. And with the 2288, it's Jacob Wick. My awesome Patterson, Chris Dance, with the 25. And uh, if you go to the Beyond Synth YouTube channel, I sent him one of my uh, personalized thank you messages, which is what people get when they donate uh, at the higher levels. I make a special video for them. Uh, and of course, Gregorio Franco uh, with 25 as well, who also sponsored this week's show. So go check out Gregorio Franco's music. And of course, Retro Revolution with the donation of the 9995. Uh, of course, Retro Revolution has been sponsoring the entire uh, Beyond Synth Summer series. And you should check out Retro Faith Games on Twitter or check out Retro Revolution on YouTube. So he does really cool stuff in regards to uh, modding the actual physical electronics of old video game consoles and things like that. He's one of the first people to make a functioning consoleized version of a Sony PSP. And it's all done by soldering and running different wires to things. And it's all crazy stuff and grids. Of, anyway, it's <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around, but it's, it's really cool. And he's adding new videos all the time on his YouTube page. So go check out Retro Revolutions if you haven't uh, subscribed to Retro Revolutions because it's cool that Jared is sponsoring the Beyond Synth Summer Series. And that is the Patreon for this week. So let's listen to another song, and then we will talk to Haley Stewart. So here's a track by Dandroid. It's a track called Valkyrie from Time Slaves Recordings. It's so weird. They refer to themselves as Time Slaves, but it's actually Time Slave Recordings. Just pointing that out there. But go check out Time Slave Recordings uh, at Bandcamp. There's a lot of uh, cool music there. And there's this um, a great album. It's called Fear the Future Volume 1. This is Dan Droid with the track Valkyrie.
And that was Valkyrie by Dandroid. Do you think it's Dandroid or Dandroid? It's all one word. I don't know where the emphasis is. Do you think the emphasis is on Dandroid? Who cares? All right. This is... uh, (laughs) Go check out uh, the music because I dug that track. And now... Let us go to my conversation with Haley Stewart. I'm going to do this. See if I can sort of look forward, but at the same time be conscious of... Uh, you, you can do what you need to do. I'll well, be just as awkward either way. <laughs> All right. Well, I am here. I'm, I'm doing hand gestures, and I don't know why. <laughs> With uh, Haley Stewart, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm okay. I'm going to take a sip of water. Do it up. So I should tell the listeners uh, that uh, right now we're in a room that's about to be renovated. So we're in my place, and uh, this isn't the regular place where I record. So I apologize, because I think to your left, there's like bricks that are fucking falling apart. They look like <laughs> they have... Some age and some flake to them. There's yeah, some there's tape. some flake. It's got to be destroyed. Brown like liquid coming down from some yeah, holes. That is some rust. Yeah, this <laughs> this room we're in right now it leaks, and for the past like year I've been solving that problem by spray painting the ceiling white, and uh, you can <laughs> see that it's coming through. And uh, anyway, my landlord's going to fix it. So, anyways, I apologize that we're in what appears to be a dungeon of some kind. It's better than my apartment with just. If you have cat allergies, you will, you would instantly die. How many cats do you get? Uh, just one, but you know. Is it one of those like sheddy cats? Yeah, she's pretty sheddy, but she also likes to come right up to your face mm. and just kind of attempt to choke you out every now and then. So. Nice. I haven't had a cat in years. I'm a cat guy, but I haven't. Uh, my last cat was in high school, and once you have kids, like I, I, I haven't had the need. I know it'd be maybe good to get a pet. For the children to like kind of play and torture, with. yeah, but it's I don't know. It seems it's so much work now that I just don't want an extra thing to worry. And I know cats. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like cats is because they are at least the the least maintenance of the extra things you can have. Yeah, that's basically. why I like them. Yeah, no, I uh, I like uh, that you don't get to do anything. Yeah, and they will. <laughs> they only come and see you when they feel like it, and uh, vice versa. Yeah, I think that's what I like because I don't know. I don't like to generalize people or personality types, but I feel like dog owners. Uh, I mean, I totally understand why people like dogs because they give back a lot more. Oh, totally. But I feel like it's on part in the owner as well. Like they also want more. Yeah, I babysat my sister's dog when it was like. Not even, it was probably about like six months, maybe close to a year, somewhere in there. But oh my gosh, babysitting a like Great Dane pointer mix puppy is not great when you don't have a lot of dog experience. So after that, I was like, yeah, maybe I can hold off on a dog for another like five years. Yeah, no, they, their work. I mean, I've, I can't even, I, since it's not, I don't have like the, the muscle memory, even like the, the occasions where I have to walk a dog, which is very rare. It's like once a year I'll like walk somebody's dog. And uh, I'm just not used to the strength. Like oh, big yeah. dogs, like when they just yank on your arm, I'm like, whoa, like you can do that. And when a dog is clumsy, they're th- see, because my last cat, Fufu, 
when I was in high school. Good name, good name. She she was insane. Like uh, she, we turned out towards the end of her life that the vet finally explained like what was wrong with her. Like she was like hypersensitive. So if you pet her, she would be all friendly and everything was good. And then all of a sudden her pupils would just instantly dilate to full black. And then she would just start attacking you. Oh, yeah. And I, we never understood, like, what the fuck? Like, your cat's, like, schizophrenic? Like, my friends, I, I would come to school with scratches on my arms that I'd have to, like, jokingly, like, just, you know, because everyone, I would come to school with cuts on my arms, basically. And I, yeah. I wasn't depressed. <laughs> like, it was like my cat literally, like, slashed the shit out of my arms. But she was very, uh, what's the opposite of clumsy? She was very precise with her movements. Oh. So even if she like jumped on top of the, where I was typing on my keyboard on my computer, her feet would miss the keys. So like she'd walk on across my keyboard and her feet would never touch the keys. And I always thought that was so cool. And then I'd like uh, go to my friend's houses with dogs and the dog was like fucking lumber in and like <laughs> knock shit off of shelves and stuff. And it was like, it was such a shock to me. It was just like my cat was like, so careful at not touching stuff but then i had to deal with all the cuts yeah you know (laughs) just the not self-harm but it looked like that was that's what i was up to well anyways enough about cats let's fucking talk (laughs) about Haley stewart um you uh sing you're part of sort of several things and you also lend your voice to different people's projects yeah i sing i produce i guess that's basically it you got pink hair I do have pink hair right now. So you're one of those people, you're one of them hair changers, right? Because every time I see pictures of you, you got different hair. Yeah. So, I mean, my sister and I will meet up every few months and then we'll just figure out a color that I want to do and that will be that. But... I don't know. It's like such hard work. When you, Once you get the bleach in there, you're like, man, I should just put something cool in there. So, yeah. I've, I've got a natural bleach going right now. It's that's, great. That's it's a, so good. There. You need to update your pictures. I didn't know you had th- this, like, beautiful <laughs> silver mane. Oh, it's, it's fucking great. I mean, because before that, I, I used to dye it, and I would dye it dark black to you know that very phony looking like mm, vampire hair yeah vampire and uh and i've finally just i just don't want to do the work anymore because i would never get it professionally done right so i get paint all over my head for like a oh week. my god yeah that's, you got the like just for men yeah well i i, I would always buy ladies lady stuff because it's cheaper mm, right? i mean it's the same stuff it's not even a question of being comfortable in my sexuality it's like if i go to walmart and they've got dye that's like three dollars just because it has a picture of a woman on the box i'm just like fucking right i mean i'm not gonna pay eleven dollars <laughs> just because there's a guy with a beard like I'm a man yeah that being said there's this face cream made by ah oh Christ they make my fucking cologne oh god it's why do I always forget the name of this uh, it starts with an L nope anyways they make this amazing face cream alright it's the most amazing face cream in the world and it costs a hundred bucks for like a thing like that and I remember when I first moved to Toronto and I went to the Eaton Center and they had a little sample in my uh, cologne like I got the cologne and it's like and it had a little sample of this face cream and I used it and it was like it's just the best when you when you use it mm-hmm. okay I gotta figure out the fucking company name now it's gonna drive me nuts is it like, like a is it like Lacoste is it something like high end that is not typically the cologne I wear is called Colors so what's the company oh I gotta spell it the American way Dang it. Oh, this is going to drive me absolutely nuts. <laughs> Col- now there's a Colors of Benetton. Oh, yeah, the United Color. Yeah. That's not what I want. Do you have it here? Yeah, but then I got to go. I got to leave the room. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's fucking... Yves Saint Laurent? No. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> Fuck this. You know when you got a thing and, like, you got to know...
<laughs> yep. I got a note. I see this. See? That was when the internet fails you. Estee Lauder. Oh. All right. Okay, you are fancy then. Now look, here's the thing. They had a little sample in my cologne, all right? I went to the Eaton Center, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get the whole jar. This is like the most amazing stuff. This is like 2001. And then the lady goes, uh, yeah, I'm like, how much is that? She's like, it's uh, it's $100, $99. And I had so much pride, and I was broke, by the way. I had no money, and I couldn't walk away for some reason. Like, I felt like that would show that I was like some loser. <laughs> so I bought it, and then I literally used it for like 10 years, like little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. And then my wife just uh, bought this as a gift, sort of like as a joke. But now we're both using it, because when she started, like, she tried it. And it's like, it smooths your skin and it just makes your skin look really like soft and but it's a hundred bucks hundred fucking dollars can you believe that it's so insane like i have to retouch stuff like that for a living mm-hmm. and so i'll be like working on these like beautiful like glassy images of them and then i get in the sample and it's so much tinier than you think and it's mm-hmm. still like six hundred dollars <laughs> i can't no <laughs> no i spend maybe that much in makeup and like Five years. Well, I want Beyond Synth to become popular enough that I can uh, I can get a sponsorship. I, that would be the one that I would Ooh, actually yeah. want <laughs> above like musical equipment or anything. Hey, let's listen to a track and then we'll keep talking because we can talk about uh, you're just talking about retouching images and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's what you do, so we can like talk about that. We can talk about all sorts of things. This was a cool track that you did with Perturbator. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sort of playing tracks out of order this is that's allowed this is a this is going to be all over the place but this is a cool one i dug this is sentient by perturbator featuring Haley stewart
And that was Perturbator with Sentient featuring Haley Stewart. And I'm here with Haley Stewart right now. Hello. You having a good day? I am having a good day. Yes. I try, th- this is fun, but it's like I try and do this when I can. I'm trying to be a little bit more active in the sort of local Toronto scene because obviously, when I can anyways, mm-hmm. do uh, in-person interviews because it's a lot better and they're a lot easier to edit too because when you're on Skype, you know, there's all those delays and stuff. And yeah, so it's, and it gets awkward and you guys start like talking over each other, yep. which I mean, I'm doing anyway, yeah. but <laughs> it's just less of an awkward pause. There's something better about real life talking over other people because in the Skype world, the problem is you're talking over each other because there's a one second delay mm-hmm. so it's like it's not natural whereas there's something a bit more natural when it's people in the same room but the point is that so your day job right now you're doing like photo retouching yep now is that boring or do you like it uh, it totally depends so i mean sometimes it's really fun because you get it's almost like little puzzles that people set you up with and you know you work with some photographers that are just great at making sure you have all those pieces that you need but no it's good i mean where I am right now, I, I get to work on cool still life things and some beauty things, some fashion. So it's all stuff I'm kind of interested in anyways. But you take pictures as well, right? Because I've yeah. seen... Yeah, last weekend I was at the Sailor Moon celebration that was at the Science Center, and I did some photos. <laughs> What's the deal with some of that stuff? Because I saw some, uh, I was I was looking at some pictures there, some NSFU photos. Oh, yeah, W. <laughs> What did I say? N- NSFU. Wait, what is NSFU? That's a band, isn't it? I don't know. Not safe for work. NSFW. Yeah, you need double. Oh, I, just, I just fucked up. Anyway, there's a picture of a girl's bum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've been I've been wanting to do a bunch of these. My latest sort of undertaking is um, these little video portraits of people. And a lot of what my photography work about is about is identity and clothing and sort of like what you put on the outside and how that relates to your interior being. So I basically just try to find people who have very unique personal styles and then go and shoot them. So with her, I went over to her apartment and I did my little video portrait and she was like, hey, do you want to do some more photos? I have like all these ideas. And I was like, yeah, cool. Mm. Um, But she's basically like super cool and doesn't give a fuck. And uh, she had that daddy issues, uh, tattoo and I really want to take a picture of it so that's why there's a little bit of button there <laughs> so how much of this stuff are you uh, is to do with like your interests because there's a whole community of stuff every day on the internet you're finding out new communities so mm-hmm. I did I did not know about this Lolita thing oh yeah I mean I mean Lolita fashion yeah I mean uh, there's two very separate uh, <laughs> connotations to the word which is like sort of like girls who dress up like a uh, dolly kind of thing I mean how do you even explain um, it yeah so it's basically a fashion style that came out of Japan in the 90s yeah it was sort of like this punk for girls kind of thing where they were kind of stabbing back at the expectations of them to just do a transition from a child to wife. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of like girls who were like 18 to mid 20s that were wearing like these totally frilly feminine Victorian sort of like porcelain doll inspired dresses for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I got to spend a lot of time with the Lolita fashion community because I knew about it back in the day, but I never had the money or the skills to actually make any of the clothes. But the more I hung out with them, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I want to wear this too. So I like built up a couple outfits and it's just cool. It's just another community like the Synthwave community. Mm. And then there's the Lolita community. And like 
it's always interesting to uh, have an excuse to go and uh, delve into something new that you think you wouldn't traditionally go look at. So photography is a really good tool for that. Um, mm. Is there like a male equivalent? Or like dudes yeah, who like is. dress up like there Oliver is. Twist or something? Yeah, like, what, okay. The... So it's uh, it's either OG, which is Prince. Um, there's a couple like spinoffs, but it's basically like an elegant aristocratic look. Hmm. Yeah, there's a couple guys that do great things and I really want to photograph them because they're rare <laughs> and you also get a lot of female or non-binary people who dress up in the boy style is literally what some of it translates to and right, it's so right. cool it looks so good but the word is like it's, it's not like little lord falteroys or whatever I'm no. just trying to think of like <laughs> no no it's uh, a lot of it is uh, OG which means prince prince mm-hmm. so then what was the deal with the the Sailor Moon thing. I was just there on assignment with a lovely writer from Vice. And so actually I was half there hosting. So I got to interview Bear Sailor Moon, who is like, as you'd imagine, this like very hairy gay guy who dresses up as Sailor Moon. And he was, I was wonderful. <laughs> I like how at first I didn't understand what you meant. And I'm like, no, it's literal. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was very cool. And then, yeah, we were just asking some Sailor Moon fans some questions about the world today and uh, got to do a couple pics. It was fun. It was good. Were you a fan of Sailor Moon? Oh, my God. Like crazy. Yeah. She was definitely a role model growing up. (laughs) And I have been rewatching old episodes because I've been kind of afraid to watch it since I stopped in my childhood. See, I will say... Actually, we'll listen to a song and then we'll fucking continue this because I'm about to make a revelation to the listeners of Beyond Synth they probably don't know about me. This was a fun song. Uh, it was by Arcade High off their last album. It's called Phone Lines. Uh, and that's a good one. And it's uh, featuring you. And it you is. Are, you are Haley Stewart. So let's listen to that now. This is Arcade High, Phone Lines, featuring Haley Stewart. I'm dreaming of phone lines, but we're on hold. Couldn't connect to your instincts tonight. I'm dreaming of phone lines, but we're on hold. You couldn't connect to your instincts tonight.
And that was Arcade High with Phone Lines featuring Haley Stewart. And I'm here with Haley Stewart right now. Hello. I apologize. My radio voice might be weird when I... I was wondering how you were able to repeat the song name so perfectly the second time. And I know <laughs> I know your secret now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a trick. But anyway, uh, I watched Sailor Moon when it was on Global. And it was interesting because that was like one of the first kids shows... I think what was interesting to me about it, because at first I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I wasn't so used to anime. Naturally, yeah. And it's like one of the only kid shows that had a continuing narrative. And so once I actually, like, figured out the order that they were playing the shows, I actually did watch a lot of them. And I understand now, I haven't watched it in years. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was actually thinking about, like, should I pick this up because I did enjoy it and I know I guess the DVD probably I mean I know that's one of those things where like the North American version is like they change things from the Japanese and I don't know if they re-recorded audio to change some of the care I think they swapped sexes of some characters and things they definitely de-gate it a little bit they tried to make (laughs) it they were worried about the sales in in a North American market for some of that so yeah there's like two villains that are a couple with two guys and they just change the gender of one of them because they're like oh that's the feminine one yeah 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 well i mean it's so easy to do with anime because everyone looks like girls anyways like yeah dudes i loved it because every like few weeks when they like killed one of the bad guys because i mean i only watched up to a certain point i feel like global didn't have the entire series oh no like they had (laughs) they had up until they started hinting at some story that she was this princess from some other place and that little girl that was hanging out with them was actually like her daughter with tuxedo mask or something yeah so like i got up to that part and i felt like once they got there and global they sort of started playing the first ones again it got to the point where who was the first villain there was a, a lady oh that's uh queen barrel Okay, so she was the first villain. Then there was like a second phase after she was the villain. She had all those people who were like dressed in gray shirts. Yeah. Like, and with they all like had weird like, green eyes. Yeah, there's like, of. I don't remember their names, but I feel like they were all like Malachite. And yeah, there's Sullivan like Malachite, and, Jadeite, Zo- Zoicide, I think. Yeah, Zoicide. That's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. That, that springs to mind. And then after they defeated them, then they defeated her. Then they started another storyline after she was defeated. And I feel like maybe, was there like another sailor or something? There was a little girl. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a couple that I have very bad memory about, but there is definitely a storyline where her like chibi moon, it grows up, but she turns to the dark side. So she's kind of like her daughter becomes this evil character and there's all these other like evil sailor with inverted moons and okay see i didn't i didn't get to any of that i feel like once once they defeated queen barrel they or was there another villain after her i mean i don't i don't know man i've just That's, started I'm, rewatching and my memory is shot if i watch the dvds now i'd be curious to know like how much of sailor moon i actually saw yeah you know what i mean and, and what did i just see season one like is that just the you know, is it like 40 episodes of just... Because kids' cartoons are always crazy, too, right? I mean, like Transformers, season two is 60 episodes, and that's called season two. Yeah. And that's crazy. And so, yeah, so I don't know if that's just... Is Queen Barrel just like season one, and then season two, they bring in like another villain? I feel like I saw another villain after that queen. And then there was these stories where they went into space or something, and they were like on moons. Then that's really when they started to get heavy into alluding that Sailor Moon was... This is going to annoy anybody who actually likes. I know they're going to listen to us, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> god damn it! These guys are trying to talk about the thing they haven't watched in like twenty years." <laughs> but I liked, I liked how it followed a storyline, and I liked that they killed characters. 
Yeah. Because, because no other show killed characters off. And so that's what was compelling about it, I suppose. Because every few weeks they'd kill a character off. And they actually killed them off. And, you know, like I didn't watch mm-hmm. any other kids' cartoons that were killing characters. I don't think any of them killed characters. Yeah. I mean, so. if you want to go for the whole uncensored version, I'm pretty sure Tubi TV is streaming them for free. And you can watch them with, like, the original Japanese episodes with subs. So you have to like reading. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's some zany episodes in there that I never saw and I went and checked it out and they were like, yeah, they never aired this in North America. I'm like, hmm, yeah, yeah they did I, not. I love yeah, I love that too because I think they did the same thing with uh, Power Rangers when you start reading about the differences. And oh, like, yeah. And I was never I was never huge into Power Rangers but it was interesting like just when they show, oh, in the Japanese version, like they fight Satan and stuff and it's just like <laughs> these bizarre things are like... Yes. And in the American one, they just would just change the name. So it's still like the same thing. We're just like, today we're fighting like Globo or whatever. And meanwhile, like the Japanese one is like much stranger. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like Sailor Moon was the same way. But as a kid, the only trivia that we knew about the Japanese one was in Japanese one, you see the the outline of Sailor Moon's boobs. And, yeah, you got the panty shots. Yeah. And that's the thing that they like cut out of the... Uh, <laughs> It's just ridiculous to me like thinking that that was somebody's job. That's my favorite yeah. thing, is thinking about the job of the censor, of translating stuff for another audience, and also the people back when they would censor movies on like TBS and stuff. Like, I love the... I w- if I could go back in time and do a job, it would be the guy that censors movies for television because they came up with the funniest fucking replacements for things oh yeah die hard is amazing censored total recall was amazing commando these are the movies i watched like Mm -hmm. we had them on a vhs and the censored ones were amazing like just so funny and that job must have been hilarious well they would like dub out almost like entire sentences sometimes like what does this have to do with anything Die Hard's the best because there's a dude who's like doing the worst John McClane impression (laughs) and my favorite of all time I mean you know it's it's been popularized now but at the end of the movie when he says yippee kaye motherfucker and they changed it to uh, (laughs) uh, yippee kaye Mr. Falcon It's, no, it's so good. It's the, I'll show it to you afterwards. It's the best. Oh. And, and the guy who does the, the John McClane voice, he's like, yippee guy, Mr. Falcon. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> it's, it's one of the funniest fucking things. But what I loved is when they would censor the movies, they would try and seed their change. Uh, so they would, they would throw little hints early on. So in another scene, they dub in him saying Falcon earlier to establish that, I guess that's what he the calls Falcon planes. Falcon coming. Yeah, so, so there's a scene where he's like, come to Papa Falcon, as he's like climbing a ladder. And it's just, I think, they're laying the groundwork. So oh later God. on, when he blows up a plane and says, yippee ki Mr. Falcon, it's got some context. I mean, that's amazing to me. Yeah. And fucking funny as hell. That's some real art involved yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> art, yes. Well, let's listen to... Uh, Another track. This is a Dead Astronauts track. Maybe we can talk about Dead Astronauts. Ooh. This is a fun track, or a fun track. This is one I liked. I always, I say the same three things about the songs I play. Good. I say I like them. Uh, I say that's a cool track, or that's a fun track. And then I have to remember, like, wait, is that more of a fun track or a cool track? Anyway, this is a track called Unhappy Woman by Dead Astronauts.
That was Dead Astronauts with the track Unhappy Woman. And I'm here with a woman right now, Haley Stewart. That's my awesome segue. Hello, yeah. Oh, you, you didn't want to say that I was an unhappy woman right now? <laughs> I hope you're not an unhappy woman. No, no. That would be a really awkward situation. Well, talk to me about uh, Dead Astronauts then, man. All right. Well, it was good. It was fun. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk or like explanation around it, but basically after our last album, I decided that I wanted to take some more time and just focus on my own stuff. So yeah, um, yeah Jared was super gracious and sweet about it. And uh, yeah. So, so is, he, is he going ahead and doing it just as himself or is, is he going to do something else? Is Dead Astronauts definitely like you too? I guess it depends on who you ask. So I don't think like Dead Astronauts was always Jared's little baby. Like he already had the branding all sorted out and had like another producer on board even when I when I joined. So it's definitely his love child and I don't think that it will ever really be able to be separate um, just because I'm gone. So yeah, yeah. at this point, I know that it's going to be him and our good friend Slade, who is just like the best. He does all of our mastering for us. So if you ever need any tracks mastered, go hit up Slade at Influx Studios. He's really good. <laughs> um, hit up Slade. Slater Gator. Yeah. So he's going to be working with him doing production because Slade is also a really talented artist who does, um, who's behind crying vessel if you're familiar with that yeah i think that they're getting oh my god i'm blanking on her name but there is going to be a female vocal component so the parts will be there it will just be basically the only thing that will be, that will be different is that i will no longer be on production oh yeah and vocals so <laughs> i guess it might be different how did you connect with uh, jared in the first place I mean, um, you're here man you're in canada yeah so Basically, we just had a mutual acquaintance via SoundCloud. I was doing a lot of vocals for him, and he was following Jared because he really liked his art. And so when he found out that Jared was in a band, I guess my name came up because he was looking for female vocals on a song. So we got in touch through the internet, and then basically the day after I did vocals, he invited me to join the band, and I was like, hell yeah, this will be sweet. Mm. And yeah, that was like... Probably in my last year of high school or starting college. Yeah, it's been a long time, actually. Oh, I mean, it's been a long time since I was in high school. I'll tell you that. This, oh, yeah. This, this, this gray hair isn't here just because uh, I have a lot of stress. Although it is here because I have a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, your skin looks amazing yeah, thanks well, to that cream. Estee Lauder <laughs> Idealist Cream. Pore Minimizing Skin Refinisher. Yeah. Serum Po Neuve. My French is shitty. Yeah, I see that. It's okay. <laughs> I should speak French, considering my mom is French, but whatever. Oh, yeah, you're one of those. Yeah. Traitors <laughs> to the French. Fran- to the France. To the France. To the France. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because my dad's British, and, and uh, I always just had more connection to British culture, so that's... That's where I stand on that. Because, mm. like, my mom, like, she's always very protective of French stuff. And, you know, and I just, I don't, it just doesn't work for me. The cheesy music. I mean, I listened to all this stuff when I was a kid and this, like, cheesy French music and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. You weren't into any of the, like, French Canadian rappers that exist? <laughs> well, I don't think even my mom's into that. Uh, is anyone? I, well, I was in high school, but that's because I 
I don't know. <laughs> Are you a weird person? I guess so. <laughs> I guess. There's, it's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. I guess that's one of the, the benefits of the internet then, being able to have these collabora- collaborations. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, short black hair. For the dead astronauts. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> our very first band picture was just photoshopped because Jared had a photo shoot first and then I got my friend to mimic the lighting and then comp us in together. Mm. So that was fun. And then our actual, our second band photo where I have short blonde hair was when we first met in person for the first time. So we actually took advantage of the fact and did a shoot together, which was nice. And how was that? Was that awkward or interesting? Like our meeting or the Mm. shoot? Well, everything. Well, I mean, it is always weird once you meet somebody that you've only ever spoken to online because it's all of a sudden you get a lot more feedback from them just in their body language and stuff. But it it was really fun. Like, I think we did a lot of... Exciting, cool things. Got to check out Portland a whole bunch. The biggest thing, it's height. Yeah. Height is the... And you know what? For some reason, I thought you were shorter. No, I'm I'm a little bit taller than... I don't know what it is then. What is? I don't know what it is about the photos you have of yourself online, unless you're always standing next to taller people than you. But I always got the impression that... And then when we just met just now, I'm just like, oh, why she's... I mean, mind you, I'm short. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a normal height guy. So yeah. maybe that's the thing. <laughs> nice nice uh, correction there. I'm short normal. Normal. <laughs> no, I'm literally, like, uh, I typed it in. Average height for a North American man is 5'10". Uh, yeah. Well, that's around That's around what I am. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. So, it's, it, But it's interesting, right? Because whenever you meet people uh, for the first time, it's always height. And I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, because I have so many of these... Uh, I don't know why I'm pointing at my computer. Uh, you know, like relationships with all these people and friendships now in the mm-hmm. scene. And uh, and some people are a lot taller than I thought they were. And some people are shorter than I thought they were. And this is a really uninteresting thing I'm saying. No, no. Uh, I mean, when I was at the synth meetup <laughs> that uh, Marco and like the synthetics group hosted, that was really interesting because there's a lot of people who... I didn't even know what their faces look like. And yeah. then all of a sudden I got to hang out with them. Well, synthwave people like to, especially dudes, like to uh, hide their faces. Yeah. Masked men of the of the yeah. scene. <laughs> I'm like, do I need one? I, I, I can never tell if it's an anonymity thing or it's just about... Stage uh, presence. Yeah, like a stage thing, you know, if you're just a dude. But I, I find, uh, I guess it, it works both ways. I mean, I think, you know, like Perturbator's got a huge following and he's happy showing his face. Yeah. And then, but then Ghost, you know, people like Ghost and he's a skull mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I saw that Perturbator. I was going to say James and I was like, wait, they're both named James. This is yeah, not going to yeah. help. <laughs> Had like pyrotechnics at his show. So, I mean, that helps. Yes. Bring some presents. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. That's, I mean, he's doing it right. I mean, he's he's channeling some of the cash into uh, into like light show stuff, and, mm-hmm. and and that's cool, man. It helps. I mean, Carpenter Brood Show was cool too. You know, like they they put a lot of uh, effort into the production of it, yeah. which is awesome. But I mean, they can they can do it because it's like a popular act. So yeah, not everyone can afford to. Uh, get some of those lighting setups i know i've never i've never performed live before and i have no idea what i would do i'd be real nervous yeah that would be my thing. <laughs> i know people say that too they're like oh it'd be fun to do like live uh do the podcast live or in front of people i'm like oh no they'll fucking flail out it'll be because i will have to be drinking and oh yeah then, and then i oh, know yeah. i will say the dumbest shit and i mean which is fine because i can edit it but then i don't know if there's going to be someone in the crowd like you know where they just 
catch me in a weird moment and then everyone I finds mean... out how racist I am. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What sort of truth serum are yeah, we yeah. going to be serving you? <laughs> um, I mean, at a certain point, you just have to be able to let go and be like, ah, whatever. But maybe that's where all your lack of self-promotion will come in handy because then not too many people will see. That's true. That's right. Like, I'm terrible at selling the show. So I imagine if one person shows up and then only one person will find out yeah, how racist be okay. I am. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. It's going to be a good we'll time. We'll just dub it out with uh, Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> What's up like, with all those falcons? What's he got against those yeah. birds? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking falcons. Let's listen to another track. We'll, we'll close out the Dead Astronauts chapter here with a track by Time Cop 1983 uh, featuring Dead Astronauts. This is a track called Far Away, which is a cool track. Cool. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and let's listen to it.
And that was Time Cop 1983 featuring Dead Astronauts with the track Far Away. And I'm here with Haley Stewart right now. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. have you ever been an announcer for a strip club? Uh, no. Or a I don't like I don't like strip clubs, man. I, I, I'm not saying that to sound like I'm some cool guy because I'm fine with naked women, but I just find those places so bizarre. It is uh, so bizarre. It's uh, but you have the voice for it, so that's why I ask. Yeah, that'd be a weird job. I don't know, man. I've only I've only been a few times. Obviously, like when a guy comes of age. Or, you know, legal 18, I mean, I'm not talking about puberty. Uh, you know, when you can go to one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's always like an exciting time. It's like, oh, we're going to go to the strip club. When I first moved to Toronto, I lived at Lansdowne and Bloor. Oh, that's where I was. That's where I went to my first strip club. Oh, the House of Lancaster, too? I think, no, I went to Paradise. Uh, Paradise. Pa- yeah, Paradise is a few blocks down. Apparently, I like, it's, it's better, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either, to be honest with you. Because there's some people, it depends if you're friends with freaks who like the freakier side of life and they they like when it's more of a dive and then there's other people that like a more classy establishment at the end of the day it's just weird yeah. I've always just found it to be very strange and I don't know how I'm supposed to behave and I'm not one of those like I don't know if this is like an alpha dude thing but who's like comfortable with that whole arrangement yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not comfortable with it. And it's not me, like, going, like, I'm a feminist and I don't believe in this or whatever. No. It's like, I'm just, I just find it really weird. It's weird because it's all a uh, spectacle and an experience, and you kind of have these ideas of what role you're supposed to play there. Mm. And it really involves a certain lack of. You have to really like surrender yourself to it and like play the part. I think yeah, to be and there, not, and I'm not. I, I think I'm too self-aware to ever not be exactly me, and it's, it gets me into trouble at times because there's some people. Maybe I I, I I always talk like this, so there are times when that's inappropriate if I'm supposed to be more professional, like job situations or like interviews mm. and stuff. Like I I don't I don't have professional Andy. I don't have like heavy handshake fucking oh, nice to meet you Brian Brian right okay good like I, I can't do that I can pretend <laughs> yeah now. you can pretend great <laughs> just pretend all the time but then in actual situations like I will be that guy that uh, that says too much and is too silly or too not serious enough and yeah. it's hard for me to I'm bad with people who take themselves seriously well that's my biggest problem it's like if I'm around a serious person which is weird because I can have serious conversations, but I like having serious conversations with people who aren't necessarily pretentious or take themselves too seriously. Yeah, people who understand that they are a piece of shit in some way. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all suck yeah, yeah. to some degree. You just yeah. So that's the thing. So I think when I'm in that situation, I'm still trying to be as lighthearted as I can. Yeah. And there's like a heaviness to it, I suppose. But yeah, I could probably announce it, I guess. Like, what do the announcers say? Here comes a naked lady. Here comes somebody's daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How does that make you feel, you piece (laughs) of shit? What the fuck are you doing here? Why haven't you paid her? You saw her vagina tonight. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> you think she does this for fun? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a weird thing. But yes, I'm aware of that place. And that was uh, a few blocks down from the House of Lancaster 2, which was the strip club that was literally like three houses away from where I first lived in Toronto. It, anyway, it's not a nice neighborhood is my point. Why was I saying that? Because I asked you about... Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because I brought it up. That's all. Don't worry. Don't feel guilty. So what do you do in your spare time, man? What do you do for fun? Um, Basically, work on music... And take on numerous sewing projects. Sewing? Yeah. 
I took sewing lessons instead of going to summer camp when I was a kid because I was a little bit fat and I didn't like going outside. Uh, <laughs> Is there funny, like, fat pictures of you? Uh, you know what? So, you know that I'm kind of tall. So, when I was a kid, I was more like a big rectangle, mm. like a big, meaty, awkward rectangle with, like, bad hair. You're, you're painting the picture of Super Meat Boy right now. Yeah, it's kind of, like, <laughs> a little bit more stretched out. Okay. But, yeah, I did not become a girl for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still becoming one. This is this yeah, has been like a you're working on it with your beautiful fresh skin. Exactly. Okay. This is like a 35 year transition. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to be a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. Uh, maybe when I'm 50 or something. Yes, but yeah, I was really into like weird uh, Japanese street fashion back in the day. I mean, I still am, hmm. but especially back then. So I would try to, I would come to my sewing teacher with like crazy dumb projects, and she'd have to like modify them so much to fit my like dumb 12 year old body and then i would try to make it out of like dumb like blue pvc with like heart lace and it was just weird i still have all my experimental clothing pieces but yeah so i've just been trying to buy clothing less because i just get so mad at how simple all these things i like are and how easy they are to make so i'm like fuck it i should just make it yeah yeah yeah. normal people who just overbuy like clothes i just overbuy fabric and yeah, so yeah. much to my boyfriend's discontent our living room is like my office and sewing room so if i'm ever working on anything it's like it gets exploded with like fabric and trim and pattern pieces and it's gross and this is why we didn't record the interview at your apartment yeah basically okay. yeah <laughs> it's bad to have too many hobbies because then your apartment gets too full i know well that's exactly what happens with me because i mean i had to make a decision and it was so hard because, you know, when people talk about, you know, focusing, like you got to focus and I'm building robot costumes. I'm building the set for Beyond Synth. I'm, you know, like editing the actual podcast, which is not the video version of the podcast. And then learning all the way, like trying to figure out how to build these things and make them functional and stuff. And then I had to, it sucks because literally for like three years on this show. I'm always talking about randomly with people like, oh, and I'm building these robot costumes. And and now after all these years, I just realized like I got to put that project on hold and it sucks because I want to do it so bad, but I can't do it all. Like I can't do the podcast and do that and, and do the other things I like to do. And also like, you know, play games and relax. And I know it's hard. Like when you just want to have a night of boggle. Yeah. <laughs> you got that podcast. But these costumes look really cool. Are you planning to take them to, uh, like, I don't know if you go to conventions or if you partake in any of the masquerades? or No. It's primarily for the show I was working on. Mm. And, and again, it was another thing where I would rip it apart and rebuild it. And I, I was coming up with some pretty clever ways of, of making the, the costumes. Like, I was watching some YouTube tutorials about how people put costumes together. But I, also, just in the same way that I'm building the Beyond Synth set, it's like, I want it to be easy to put on and off. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, I built this mannequin. And then, uh, just for the listener, I'm the robot is in the room. And I built it over a sweater. So I've actually put, like, plates on an actual shirt. So that it can be worn as a shirt. Like there's a zipper on the back and you put it on. So like all the shoulder pieces and all the stuff is actually just stuck to a shirt. And Mm. the mask, that version of the mask, is built over a ski mask. So you can actually like put it on as a mask instead of... And it sort of warps to the contour of your head. Nice. As long as you don't have like a... You know, elephant man head. Yes. But anyway, it's it was an interesting it was an interesting way to fucking uh, trying to figure it out. But now I got to put all this shit on hold. Yeah, it sucks, but I mean, 
sometimes you gotta do it. Yeah, man. And we gotta listen to another track. Uh, we talked about Ghost before, so let's listen to a track you did with Ghost, man. This is Without a Trace, featuring Haley Stewart.
And that was Ghost with the track Without a Trace featuring Haley Stewart. And I'm here with Haley Stewart right now. I'm here. In studio. Woo. Yeah. So, listen, Boggle. Boggle was the first thing that came to your mind. <laughs> What's that about? Every now and then, it will be like a Friday or Saturday, like prime doing things kind of night. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of going out, my boyfriend and I will play Boggle or uh, Yahtzee or Scrabble. Boo! And- what are these games? They're all good games. I don't know. <laughs> I, I booed at the idea of playing board games. I apologize. I know. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm secretly a 90-year-old woman <laughs> because I so play Boggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Well, it's just a lot of video games over here. I, we don't have time to bring out the, the board games. See, I, I've i been like getting back into some Burnout 3, like Takedown, like released in 2004 edition. <laughs> For the nostalgia. Oh my god, that game is so good. I don't think oh. I've, ever, I've never played Burnout. Wait, was Burnout, is that Electronic Arts? Is that the one that has all the sparks and shit? Yeah, it's the one where you get points for crashing your car and causing the most damage. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I remember there was a franchise that was, it wasn't a franchise, but it was made by the same company. And it was a first-person shooting game, but it had the same... Uh, ethos as burnout it was uh, like it was it was called black i think and it was cool because it was all like about sparks and pyrotechnics and stuff and so like everything you'd shoot there'd always be like cool sparks and things like that and mm. I, I liked that but then they never th- that franchise never went anywhere so i guess it's not a franchise if they only make one i guess it's uh yeah it's hey, the, the way things work now it's like you always just assume something's going to be a franchise yeah and so i just always go in with that assumption that like any game that comes out it's just i can't wait for part two and yeah i mean basically the only video games that i have in rotation right now are like burnout games katamari and like skyrim is basically it i've like strategically tried not to buy certain games that i really want because Mm. i know that they will eat up my life instead of doing something quote-unquote productive with my spare time well that theory falls apart if one of those games is Skyrim. I know! <laughs> but it's like, you just replay it over and over again, like, trying different builds. And, uh. Skyrim is uh, in my top ten. I've I thought about that. I mean, I rebought it on the PlayStation 4, and, I mean, I own it on PlayStation 3, and God damn it, if... I might even get it for the fucking Switch. What? Why do you need it on, on the Switch? Because you can take it on the go, man. Oh my god, just always be in... I really like the area just outside Riften is beautiful with like all the fall foliage and there's little hot springs. Oh shit, what is that even called? Oh, I know the district is the Rift, but I don't know. Welcome to Riften. My favorite thing about Skyrim is Jarl. The word Jarl. Mm-hmm. Just because everyone's always just like, I am the Jarl of Whiterun. I just, I love Jarl. I don't know why that word makes me laugh. Yeah. There's a lot of Jarls in that game. Yeah, I'm just realizing now how often I'll just quote that game. And like, oh, who's that shitty guy in the Thieves Guild um, who's like, tries to be tough? And she's just like, you want to talk to me? Okay. <laughs> like, I say that all the time to my friends. And I'm like, why? I hope they know what this is from. I'm trying to think what my favorite quote from... I was playing it the other day and I was laughing at... Because to me, I always pick up on like side quote things. Because uh, obviously everyone's always going to say I took an arrow to the knee, but that's mm-hmm. like not my favorite quote. I think in in Oblivion, 
the one before Skyrim, mm-hmm. there's a dude who's like calls you fancy pants. <laughs> you talk to him, he's like, "Hey, fancy pants," and just because the the line read is so <laughs> terrible, I ain't got nothing to say to you, fancy pants. So why don't you mind your own business, eh? Ah, oh, fuck! What the hell was it in in Skyrim? Because there are some good ones. Uh, but mostly it's just those lines that they repeat so often, like just, you're looking to buy something, or what, no, or deal some damage when you buy oh, weapons. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Are you looking, looking, you looking to, to protect, protect yourself? yourself? Yeah, or, or deal, deal some, some damage. Dam- and yeah, it's like 60 different people saying Yeah, and uh, when I play Skyrim, I basically play as like a traveling salesman. <laughs> so I'm constantly uh, raiding things and then just uh, selling them, making money. Yeah. And that's how I play that game. And it's amazing to me that... You know, there's this epic fantasy story going on, and my story is always like I will build up and get Daedric armor and craft myself like wicked dual swords, mm-hmm. and with the aim of that, like now I can hold more stuff to sell, and like that's- yeah, <laughs> basically now I can hold on to more wheels of cheese yeah. that I want to put in my house. Well, my I love to the logic that sort of breaks when you have a game that's so open world. You know, you get the situation where you'll talk to somebody in a village or something, and they give you a mission. You're like. You know, our, our town has been cursed, and there's a there's an old witch that lives in you know Scragglemore Cave, and you're like, okay, I'll defeat her for you. And then like Scragglemore Cave is ten feet from town or something. You know, like you walk like this little bit to this cave, and like really, like this lady's got a curse on your town for like a hundred years, and she lives right here, and like none of you have tried to do anything. Or when you get in a situation where people don't acknowledge how great your character is, like I can, oh yeah, I, I go to the Companions Guild. With fucking full on like fully crafted like Daedric armor that's amazing, and uh, and the dude's like yeah, and you you can hook up with the uh, you know like I forget the guy's name but he, he will give you some uh, some armor to replace whatever it is you're wearing and like oh yeah you're Lynn Greymane who just has like iron yeah fucking exactly. <laughs> breastplates or like oh but I love yeah. that the dude like the dude has <laughs> such an attitude too it's like whatever you're wearing like. You mean fucking, like, 110 armor that's, like, 400 times better than this bullshit this dude's gonna make for me? Like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, you've never seen Prada before. <laughs> well, that's definitely what I'm wearing. The Prada of armor and my fucking dual blades, like, some guy's gonna give me some shitty axe. I'm like, fuck you. This blade takes your soul and this blade sets you on fire. Like, yeah. that's... Anyway. Like, I have enchanted shivs that do, yeah. do more damage than that. <laughs> I love the idea of an enchanted shiv. You haven't done it? No. Oh, it's great. I always call it like the urethra jammer oh, or no. something oh, like no. very graphic. <laughs> I have a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think I just triggered. I totally just triggered Andy right now. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I have very few things that really affect me. One of them is teeth. Like my, my son is young and so what, every time he gets like a loose tooth and kids are just playing with their loose oh, tooth and, and, his little, and his little buddy was over and it had a tooth that was loose that was only holding on by one of the roots oh, and he's just sitting no. there like look at this and he's doing the thing and I was just like no I can't look and like I close my eyes and like cover my ears for some reason and my other thing is any sort of penis violence is like not a thing no, I deal with too well it's not good maybe it's a guy I mean it's a guy thing well I mean it's I don't deal with it very well either which is why I have to joke about it <laughs> urethra jammer <laughs> Let's listen to another track. This was actually uh, on Betamax's album. He's in pre-release mode, so some of his tracks uh, aren't named as of today. But uh, this is a cool track. This is Something Else by Betamax, featuring Haley Stewart.
And that was Something Else by Betamax, featuring Haley Stewart. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> Titty bar. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're back on that. Oh, I'm just doing the voice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I guess announcers don't just... <laughs> Yeah, bar. just say, you're in a strip club. Yeah. Here's a little reminder, you fucking pervs. <laughs> Tip your waitress. Titty bar. All right. Anyways, we're back. Mm. How's it going? Sorry. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that song, if you listen to the lyrics, shows how much of like a tinfoil hat binge I've been on recently with reading about space and UFOs and ooh. My wife's been watching the T&E Network. Which is escape and travel. Anyway, they play nonstop like fucking uh, ghost hunter shows. Oh, and UFOs. okay. <laughs> and those shows are terrible. My my favorite yeah. thing, and this is my new favorite thing, is how they will have no evidence or no proof of anything, then make a grand sort of supposition, and then start asking a whole bunch of questions as if the supposition is true. So they'll be mm-hmm. like, although no one's been able to photograph the giant lizard man, or no one's ever really seen it, what if he is real? And if he is, how old is it? How long has the lizard man been here? And what does it want with us? Where does it come from? And they mm-hmm. start asking all these questions, and at the root of it is, well, but you're just making this up. Like, I watched, yeah. I literally did a show with Betamax, which is going to be the one that was before this one so last week I was talking about this show because I couldn't stop laughing where they just kept coming up with different theories for like this there was like these it was in the states somewhere and it was like some caverns or you know this big open area and every commercial break they had a different theory so at first it was like Native American sh- shamans who are absorbed by black magic and become skinwalkers and oh, uh, yes. so that was that and then after the commercial break uh, they said it was because of quartz in the mountain causing uh, a rift in space-time. And then after the next commercial break, it was uh, because there's a rift in the... P- there's a portal to another dimension. And this is where, like, dimensions are merging. And then and then Indian burial ground, because that's standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said this all to Betamax, but it's like you take a collage. If you collaged all of these shows together every time they mentioned native burial ground or Indian burial ground, it'd be like this fucking 10 hour long collage because they always blame it on Indian burial grounds like <sighs> every time. It's amazing. It is amazing. The spirits and the sacred energy and the... I mean, you could make a show just speculating like what could be happening with your wall right now. And you could be like, well, let's suppose that that is a, yeah. pe- a tiny man peeing through a hole in the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does he want with us? Yeah. The other day I was watching the one on the Mothman and like, oh, of nice. course, there's no nothing, right? There's no evidence at all. But then they'll like fucking stretch that out for like hours. It's like, was it the Mothman that they saw that day? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, they were probably high. I yeah. Mean, it- it's that stuff that does have evidence that is the coolest though to suppose about like i i've been listening to the last podcast on the left every time i go to work and they will totally like chew out all those weird stories and theories and half the time they're like yep and that was all bullshit yeah yeah. but it's a it's definitely fun it's a fun listen it just depends where your brain goes i mean there's a lot of stuff that is unexplainable and different people's take that and do what they will with it so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's like this is Unexplained and therefore it equals aliens. Whereas yes. other people might, well, this is unexplained, therefore it equals something that will be explained later somehow, or ghosts. It's like the same with the those people who have that uh, that sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. you know. And it's sort of like what you believe is kind of what you will, because everyone always seems to have like feel like some malevolent presence in the room or like 
or, or, or pressure on their chests or something when they can't wake up they wake up but they can't move their bodies and so people who like aliens will say that they had an alien encounter or people might see demons or whatever like but it's sort of like the way your brain processes like the fucking shit that it can't yeah that's comprehend. that's a big problem like a big thing that they look into like i was listening to an episode of ideas on cbc talking about near-death experiences and how everybody like how do we gather information on it because a lot of people have been coming forward and saying that they've had very similar experiences and basically they're saying like we don't know what to believe based off of you know while your body is shutting down how can we take that information and like understand what's happening when your brain should technically be off i don't know even the crazy psychedelic drugs like dmt and shit where yeah. like people will say they see kind of the same thing like they go to some other realm that has like when other people go to that realm they seem to have a similar experience or they they have these interactions with weird little pixie creatures and craziness and stuff uh, who hosts ideas now well it's been paul kennedy but i feel like there's been other folks like popping in from time to time when i was younger because i probably got like 10 years on you right when i this is a super local reference for people in ontario but uh or canada i guess but when i was a kid my dad always had cbc on all the time and ideas was hosted by a guy called lister sinclair every show he'd sign off exactly the same way and so i always had it memorized because it was like it's like uh, ideas is uh, produced by bernie looked and i'm lister sinclair and like every night it would always be and I just had that burned in my brain just this fucking I didn't even know his name was Lister until like last year because it, it popped in my head again I always thought he was saying I'm Mr. Sinclair and then his, his the executive producer of ideas was a guy called Bernie Luked or something and I always just like what kind of weirdo name is that and just fun uh, words anyway that's my story about ideas but I just that's one of my strongest memories as a kid 9pm when they would sign off from the ideas program and just that British dude. And I never even... I don't recall a single episode of the show. Just the sign-off. Yeah. At the end. The same with, like, watching TVO. Uh, but then this is, like... I don't know what the experience of, that you would have. Because you're you're 10 years different, right? So, like... <laughs> I mean, I remember my grandmother watching, like, showcase shows. And I was always so worried slash titillated by that little square that has like the drag makeup happening or like the people like fooling around in a bed and I'm like what is there gonna be porn on next what is happening but yeah literally like when I'm done watching Sailor Moon she'd just be watching like Downton Abbey or something yeah 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 ooh tying it all up there yeah (laughs) perfect well we can uh, I mean we can probably slowly fucking wind this thing down is there a track that you really like or that you're proud of or whatever that I should play that I've released Hmm. Is that an awkward question? I don't know. I, I like it's it's really hard to feel like super proud of something because I feel like by the time something comes out, I feel like I've worked on it to death and there's so many things that I would want to change. It's like, oh man. Oh, uh, hmm. Um that's a hard question. Like I haven't really been prepared for it, but at the same time I'm like more geared I'm more interested in like stuff I've been working on more recently, but I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I just enjoy uh, seeing you squirm about this question. Yeah, I don't know. And now, I don't know, featuring no. Haley Stewart. I could I could send you a, a new song if you want. Okay, I'll throw it in. Okay. Is this as what? As you? Yeah, this is as Mecha Mako. So I've been slowly putting together a bunch of songs for a new album. 
and... Should we have been talking about this the whole time? Uh, I, sure. We can talk about it now. <laughs> uh, basically, I've just been doing it super slow. Like, some of the songs I've been working on for, like, in the background very, very slowly for, like, while Dead Astronauts was still a thing. So you'll get to hear, like, some things that were kind of, like, scrapped or, like, Jared will probably recognize some of them because they were, like, either too poppy for the sound or I just got too precious with them and was like, no, actually, I think this is, oh, I'm just going to have that. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. um... <laughs> Same with like Arcade High. I think there's two songs that I had. I recorded a lot of different vocal ideas for them for phone lines and like a couple, a couple other songs that never ended up getting used. But I was like, oh, I actually really think that I could make a cool like track using these. Well, that's interesting then. So, so there were some that you recorded vocals for a different song. Was it like the lyrics that you liked? Do you actually like the melody and then built another song around those same vocals? Yeah, like- I think a lot of it was. Probably like the melody and the performance. Yeah, and then I built a song that obviously sounds completely different around it. Right. Yeah, there's just something that I felt was worth keeping. And so some of it's more chopped up than others. But yeah, it's sort of like a combination of things I wanted to try instrumentally and then vocally. And then, yeah, I have this problem where the second I start working on something that is like too sugary and poppy, Mm. I kind of like chop it up a whole bunch. So... I think Bike Night was sort of made that way where I just totally like toned it down. And then there's a couple other songs that will be on the album that are like a lot more experimental. And I'm kind of like debating releasing its like earlier form as well so people can see where it came from. But what song are we going to play right now? Ah, you know what? I don't even think it has a final title, but we can go with Mad But Soft. Mad But Soft. All right. And then we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll add an addendum when this episode because this episode might air like in two months. So if oh you have, maybe it'll be out. Well maybe not, but <laughs> it's being mastered. Parts of it are being mastered. Okay. Well, this song right now is tentatively called "Mad But Soft" by Haley Stewart. Which no, by what do you say, Mako? It's Mecca Mako. Mecca Mako, and you can explain what that means in a second. So let's listen to this track. This is Mecca Mako. Hard, but wait, hard but soft? Mad but soft. Mad but soft. Ooh, where's my brain going? Mad but soft. Freudian slip. All right, Mad but soft by Mecha Mako.
And that was Mecha Mako with Mad But Soft. And Mecha Mako is, of course, Haley Stewart, who's sitting right here. I'll cut out that Freudian slip bit, or maybe I'll keep it in and make people laugh. Yeah, hard but soft. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, maybe that shouldn't be the name. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What? The, oh, yeah. Hard but no, soft. No, it doesn't. No. Anyway, what's Mecha Mako? That is the name of my solo music thing. I just was thinking about my influences and sort of the idea that I wanted to portray with it. So taking your classic 80s Japanese anime weeaboo references of like mechs, mecha, Mm. and then combining it with... Yeah, so you get your, your tough battling sort of piece and then Makos, which are actually um they're like pre-geishas so they're a lot more they're dressed a lot more colorful but again they're in training to become these like perfect elegant entertaining ladies this is like a robot one of those yeah basically kind of combining the the elegance and violence and like yeah i don't know if that will come through in the music but it sounds cool do you speak any japanese no no, I only have like a few words that like every anime watcher will know, but... What are those? I have none. If you ever want to say like, thank you, hmm. it's... Okay, so Jake is probably going to listen to this and he's going to be like, this bitch. Oh yeah, never mind, because I talked to Jake about it. We got uh, Konichiwa. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's, that's all I got. Oh, you think <laughs> I was going to say something else? Uh, origato. That's right. No, sorry. I don't know anything. Every time Jake would say something to me, I would follow it with Origato. Yeah, it's close. And that's you what I'm going to do to you. You can say arigato. Or if you wanted to like conjugate it in a way or say like thank you very much. That's arigato gozaimasu. Or or if you want to say like thank you for, su- for like something you did. So it could be like arigato gozaimashita or arigato. That's good. That's all I got. That's good. <laughs> that's all I will I'm, ever have. I don't have. know if there's anything useful I could say. <laughs> uh, no, everything else is just going to be inappropriate. Uh, don't trust anybody who calls you Oni-chan. Why was that? It's like dink? No, uh, it means like uh, older brother, but it's kind of like not super well translatable into... I don't know. I love all that stuff. I love what, I love what, I mean, the English language has so many words, but I always love when you, every time I have people on who speak a different language, I always ask them their swear words. And I love how poetic some of them are when they get translated back into English. Oh, yeah. Because ours are just so standard, like just like a bad word. And here's a combination of a bad word. And then I'll talk to, uh, Time Cops, I think was my favorite, was it Time Cop or was it, uh, or was it Dynatron? It was Dynatron. Oh, what the fuck was the goddamn thing? It translated to, like, let the cancer eat me or something. Like, <gasps> Oh, my God. And I, I'm trying to remember what the what the context was for it. It's like, oh, it's, my God. It's like a thing you yell, like, when you're, like, upset. And, 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 and it's just like, that's, like, the translation. It was, like, so fucking funny. I was just like, that is amazing. Because everything I say, there's nothing clever about it. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, here's the generic word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then when you use them too much, and then this is still something I'm trying to figure out whether I got to stop, because I swear a lot, and I've, I've been trying to tone it down, but then, you know, you swear too much, and then the standard words don't uh, don't always satisfy. Yeah. And so now if I'm, like, stubbing my toe, I'm going to the old C word, and that one oh, is that's not... going... That's, like, zero to a hundred real quick. Have you ever stubbed your toe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. But... Uh, it's not fun. The F word does nothing for me now. If I fucking stub my toe, like, look, I just said it like that. You know, it's just like, yes. oh, fuck, fuck. You know, it's just, it's just there. And, uh, and it's, it's almost flowery. 
Mm-hmm. But then again, it's weird because when you talk to British people, right? I mean, like that's that's the uh, you know, that's their they just throw that around like nothing. Yep. Uh, bombs but, uh, but it has to be said with an accent. That's the key. So what's the deal with uh, Mecha Mako then? So that's the new thing. Yeah, You're that's the new thing. That's it. if you ever are interested in following uh, where this half of dead astronauts has wandered to, you'll probably hear like there is definitely going to be some major similarities and you'll probably get to see like where my influence came in there. So yeah, it's basically going to be a big fat Haley show with you know all my vocals although i was working um dana jean phoenix is doing some vocals on a song never heard of her i know (laughs) who the hell yeah that was one person where what we were talking about earlier where the most different thing when you meet somebody in real life is the height oh oh, she's tiny yeah i was like oh wow i am tall but yeah no you well (laughs) yeah i mean it's weird though because it's funny how we judge those sorts of things because for a woman to be considered tall is like average like male height you know like the mm. idea like when a woman is like anything other than like you know like, uh, like higher five than five foot, nine yeah or something then I'll, yeah because most most i think the average height for women is like it's like five five i think or yeah, something, something or five, like six. that so it's it's funny how that works out but yeah dana's tiny uh i had nina here and nina is also uh tiny as well oh but she's got a big voice you know they got yeah they got these big voices yeah see i'm i'm the opposite i'm like massive and then like small small voice mm. that's why i got dana to do songs I, yeah, yeah. I had one and i was like mm, actually my voice does not suit this at all and i need somebody with like <laughs> mad but more soft like, more mad like buttery but soft yeah let's let's derive some meaning from this this song title well that is i mean a direct lyric from it is it gets like a little bit semi-autobiographical in terms of my my feelings on certain things wow um, <laughs> I'm just not prepared to talk about this. I don't know. Like, I'm sure if I if we listened to the song and I like had the lyrics, you'd probably be able to like pick some more pieces out of it. But um, yeah, that is. Uh, I like asking you questions that you. Uh, have then to I just like well. flail around. Well, I love, I love and, like, to like. The this room. is the thing. People, you know, they always make fun of me when I do this show because I. I oftentimes don't talk about music that much. Like it always goes to like movies and video games and stuff. Yeah, it's easy to talk and you about. See how much how easier it is of forthcoming to talk about Skyrim. I mean, like we could yeah. we could do a whole Skyrim show. Well, I mean, there's there's this issue where I don't want to sound pretentious about the things that I'm working on, but then sure. it's like it already is pretentious to a certain point if I've already written it, sung it, and like put it out. Um, so with that song, it's basically just a reaction to the way I feel in this world in this world it's almost like a little fantasy if the world was and like kind of just anticipating like something big that will happen to kind of like really change things and kind of undo a lot of things that have been going on forever so mad but soft i also think has kind of a very like feminine touch to it where traditionally like i'm not i don't consider myself like an extreme like women's rights activist or like feminist i think that a lot of people are feminist but the concept of feminism and how it's being pushed in the media is like really scary for some people to jump on board with but i think like when you're a girl you're expected to be like very feminine and passive so i mean there is that song does talk about being passive but kind of like reaching that like tipping point or like boiling over and you'll get some of those like 
angsty young girl vibes in it and in the whole album and it'll be really hilarious to hear me <laughs> sing about various things the key is we all gotta work together that's from that's my stance mm-hmm. on because on, I, I don't know necessarily that I'm like a feminist but it's more just that I think everyone can do what they want to do yeah basically I don't, I don't it. what that because uh, I, I don't know because there seems to be so there's like a kind of like a militant wing of of uh, feminism, sort that's, of. That's, that's the, the part that's scary. Troubling, especially when you're a dude. <laughs> well, I think that's exactly. I'm a dude, it. by the way. Yes. So that's why. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. No, that's the thing is uh, we have to, you know, celebrate each other's differences and not always make it a fighting point. And um, I just gave you a silent nod like an asshole. What the fuck was that? And people aren't going to be able to see that. I literally gave you a nod like this. Yes, right? it was so. It was like it was like a mad respect nod. Don't worry. I agree. Well, listen, we're going to listen to another track. I was going to play another Perturbator song, and we could probably wind this down. We've been talking for a while. Mm-hmm. You got to get home and make dinner. Yeah, like a fucking woman. Yeah, man. Apparently, get in that fucking kitchen. <laughs> you got a stick of butter and some fucking noodles. Oh, it's going to be so good, though. Well, you can tell me all about it after we listen to this track, and then we can uh, wind down. Uh, this was uh, a track which is actually technically featuring Dead Astronauts, but by Perturbator, and it's a track Minri by Perturbator, and I said it that way.
And that was Perturbator with the track Minui featuring Dead Astronauts. And I'm here right now with Haley Stewart. Half of that, although doing her own thing now with Mecha Maker. Mecha Maker. I wanted to say Mega, and I'm like, it's not Mega, it's not Mega, it's not Mega. No, it's, yeah. So, what's for dinner? Uh, tonight, we <laughs> Woman, have a... what's for dinner? No, don't push me. I'm mad. I may be soft, but I'm mad. Mm. We have a cauliflower ravioli with brown butter and sage sauce. Mm. I'm so. going to have reheated pizza because Domino's had a sale. Oh, yum. Yeah, I mean, I live right beside King Slice, mm. so that doesn't even have time to become leftovers. That's just all in one sitting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> King Slice. Sorry, super fucking know. good. <laughs> Give us a sponsorship. So, as we're winding down, is there anything I didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? I don't really know. I mean, I'm interested in, in the things you feel like are worthwhile to prod me on, but... I don't know. We got we got like video games and then like strip well, clubs. I tell you what, maybe we'll have you back sometime. We'll do like a whole Skyrim show. It's Ooh. always it's always fun chatting about Skyrim. Oh my god, and you'll get to see how much of a spaz I am when I play video games. <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, that's uh, it's cool. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, same. And uh, keep on making cool stuff. Uh, you got a good voice. Thanks. Sorry, I'm I'm bad at the sincere part. I'm very, I'm good at the goofy part. <laughs> and then when it comes to like the part where it's just like, why are you, why am I talking to you? It's oh yeah, you're like a, oh yeah, you put mouth sounds on the beeps and boops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I like them beeps and boops. You got a long line of fun collaborations, and we just listen to a lot of them and uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> Thank you. I shall keep on trucking. I will truck very hard. Cool. Yes. Well, we did it, man. We did. It was good. Thanks for inviting you into this fucking dungeon. Yeah, room. into your dungeon, and yeah, it's <laughs> nice. I apologize. Anyways, you have a lovely day. Thank you. And uh, we'll fucking we'll have you back sometime. And maybe when Yay. this mega make mm, fuck me. <laughs> nope, we're done. <laughs> 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 mecha Mako. There, I said it. Did I? Yeah. And that was Haley Stewart. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tune in next time. Uh, one more episode in the summer series. I guess that doesn't make so much sense because technically summer's not over yet. Basically what I meant was I recorded eight episodes and that'll be the end of the, the new guests of summer. So I was trying to have a new guest every week. I did have uh, Betamax on last week. Not technically a new guest, but we hadn't talked in like three years. Haley Stewart, obviously a new guest. And next week, another new guest. And then, and then who knows? Then I'll have to do the summer-fall series. No, the spring, no. I don't remember how seasons work. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next time when my guest will be somebody else. And you can find me on Twitter at Andy Last. Check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. If you want to support the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash beyondsynth. If you want to check out the SoundCloud, it is soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth, is it? A lot of this stuff you can find just by typing Beyond Synth into Google. There's also a YouTube, a Beyond Synth YouTube, where I post the videos, where once we get the Beyond Synth video show off the ground, that's where that will be going. And what else? It's all good. It's all good. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening. And tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. And you're awesome, coming up fast, breaking all the rules.